Okay, welcome to Power Pivots, the podcast where we explore the stories behind the fundamental career shifts and changes that have made all the difference. I'm your host, I go by Hatu, and today we are joined by... Jasmine Kagda. Hey Jasmine, how are you? Hi, hi. Excited to be here. I am excited to have you. I'm really excited to have you. It's been a long time coming, but I'm glad we're getting it done. <laughs> yes. All right, so for folks who have been here before... You know how we do it. We jump straight into the PowerPoints. PowerPoints are three words or phrases that describe you, encapsulate who you are. So Jasmine, that being said, what would you say are your PowerPoints? Recently, I like the word change agent. Okay. So I'm going to say change agent, storyteller, Okay. and tenacious. Oh, okay. Very nice. All right. And you care to explain further why you decided to choose those three? I'd say change agent because anytime I'm in a situation or an environment, I always try to find purpose and meaning in something Mm -hmm. and like, why am I doing this? So I really like to use my skills to like make something happen. Okay. And storyteller, you know, I did major in PR and I'm great with words and I love to evoke emotion and feeling into something. So I tend to believe I'm really good at crafting a narrative and a story around an idea in order to make it applicable or be able to kind of be felt by other people and Mm -hmm. then tenacious because my life has not been an easy path or road i've always been able to go through the twists and turns and i think that just like speaks to my spirit of like tenacity okay perfect awesome change agent storyteller and tenacious i'm sure those are gonna make their presence known as they usually do in these situations but (laughs) From there, I wanted to understand a little bit more from you about your hindsight story. So they always say that the story is told in hindsight and hindsight is 2020. So that being said, Jasmine, could you tell us a little bit more about your hindsight story? Yeah. So I really quick am basically an only child. My brother's 11 years older than me. Mm. I'm the only girl. Okay out of all boy cousins. So there was a lot of times I was alone, okay. <laughs> essentially, okay. which means I was watching TV and movies. Mm-hmm. So I knew I wanted to do something within media or entertainment, but I didn't know what. Went to college, majored in public relations. So I got into the school of journalism. Mm-hmm. Still wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do, but through some of the courses and my just interests, I felt like I wanted to tell brand stories. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like my thing. That ended up leading me to internships in advertising. So I spent majority of my career, at least eight years, pretty much embedded within the New York advertising and media scene. Started at BBDO, worked my way to Wyden and Kennedy. I was in the account department. So my role was in between the creative department and our clients. Mm -hmm. So account management is kind of like brand management. Mm -hmm. So you're like Mad Men. Yes, definitely. Like Mad Men. Just like Mad Men. For sure. Just like Mad Men. And with Mad Men, you know, there's not a lot of women and not a lot of women of color. Right. So I found myself black in media, Mm -hmm. which is only 5%, really. Oh, wow. And I think the journey of my experiences with these high profile clients, such as Mm ExxonMobil, Verizon, Lyft, HBO, Vitamin Water, being able to be at the table and implement these strategies and essentially as account director you're in charge of running the whole system making sure all the pieces are together and using your voice in that way and that kind of allowed me to kind of have opportunity to create an employee resource group 
when I was at Wyden okay. back in like 2017, 2018, I co-founded Noir, mm-hmm. which was their first predominantly minority ERG. So they always say, when you look back, that was kind of the beginnings of my start entrepreneurial journey because I created something that didn't exist within an entity. Right. So Noir started with 20 people in a WhatsApp group. By the time I left Wyden and Kennedy, it became like 85 oh, to wow. 90 people. And we really started like making change and like talking to leadership about what does it mean to establish systems and processes to like better amplify and support the black people in that agency. Right. And it opened the doors to really tough conversations, but also fruitful conversations. I appreciate leadership leaning in because it is a private company. It's not owned by anybody else. So we kind of could do whatever the fuck we wanted, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And they really leaned into it, you know? And so that was the beginning of me finding my purpose. I feel like I always say BBDO taught me my skills, widened, led me to my purpose Mm. and passion. And that led me then to Black Tag, which was a tech startup that I joined in 2021. Black Tag is a global platform for Black creators. So I left a creative agency advocating for Black people to a startup that was building an entire ecosystem for Black creators uh-huh. in the same space. So it, it kind of made sense to venture off to a Black-owned company Correct. trying to innovate and revolutionize the way we consume media and content. Mm-hmm. And so I joined that team. I kind of did my work with brand management, transferred it to marketing. From marketing, kind of developed, helped with the launch strategy, communications, kind of that storytelling aspect. What is the story of Black Tag? What are we trying to say? What's the identity of it? What's our goals here? Still a shareholder and an advisor mm-hmm. on the team. So I'm a partner at Black Tag. Um, it's been about two years just working with the team in deep, getting all the experience yeah. <laughs> from operations yeah. to finance management to marketing all to PR. We're all that. Yeah. So that a startup where is, you know, all the trials and tribulations that happens with the market downturn that was going on, mm-hmm. recession, everything. So that kind of led me where I'm at now utilizing all these partnerships and relationships I've built over the years and the access to the resources and the platform I have, mm-hmm. you know, Black Tag is a tech company. It's building a tech platform that will serve us, which I'm super excited about. So, you know, while that's in stealth and while that's a preparing to launch to the market, I started investing in like, who's Jasmine mm-hmm. and how can I take these 10 plus years that I've been, I'd say privileged to be sitting at the tables to like make more change in other entities. So doing more consulting now, marketing consulting, focusing on impact, focusing on purpose-driven marketing, bringing people together and like doing things that make change in the world, or at least like cement something that will have a ripple effect to change or influence the next generation. Awesome. So that's kind of like my 2020. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. There's a lot to dig into there, which I'm happy. I love when that ends up happening. The first thing, first and foremost, is it's always interesting when you talk about different jobs and say like, oh, it's important to make sure that you're getting different skill sets. But, you know, the ERG or the employee resource groups, finding out more and more are more than just like a support group, right? There are a lot of times that folks that I talk to on here have used their experience in ERGs to make these pivots or to be able to kind yes. of explore an area or be able to flex some kind of skill set that they don't normally get to during their day jobs, for lack of better terms. And they use that to be able to either like level up or transition. 
So it's interesting yes. to hear you say that as well, as that was almost like a catalyst from you leaving this world of what you were like very familiar with and being able to find what you said is your purpose and then being able to use that to kind of go forward. Absolutely. So you nailed it on the head. Great <laughs> summary. <laughs> so you decided to make this move. And one thing I wanted to ask you about was timing. Obviously, mm. leaving the ad agency world that you were familiar with and then going into the tech startup world and then deciding, you know what, this is time to invest in myself, to be able to use my skills and really be able to package myself as one entity and bring some of these services to the market on my own accord. What is the barometer that you're using or what kind of meter are you using to figure out when to make these moves? You know, it's interesting you ask that question because I've been thinking a lot about that mm -hmm. in terms of time. And I really do believe time is a construct. And I always say like, live life by faith and not coincidence. Okay. Because there's never like a moment where you're like, this is what it's going to be. I think that there's a lot of things that happen in life that will essentially force you sometimes yeah. to move into a direction. So for context, I had been at Widen for six years. Right. At the time that I had left, I had reached a level of my career where I was pretty senior. Mm -hmm. My involvement with Noir reached its peak because during 2020, all the stuff with Black Lives Matter and George Floyd was happening. Right. I was being looped in a little bit more to C-suite, higher executive conversations. All of these things to me weren't a coincidence. Mm -hmm. Because it kind of started leading me to feel like there's something more here. Right, right, right. I would have conversations with leadership who was also my mentor and just, you know, transparently be like, I'm doing the day to day here, but like what I'm doing here with Noir and this stuff, yeah. I know the company could support me in this, but I don't know if it has a department for me. I feel like I would need to create something. And I don't know if that would happen in mm -hmm. the time frame that my gut is telling me, you know go into this. Yeah. At that moment, Black Tag kind of came across my ether as I'm looking. And so I always don't think that was a coincidence right. either. Right. Also context, my dad had passed mm. a few years prior to that. So my mindset on work mm -hmm. and purpose and why are we doing this is also very unique to my experience because yeah. you lose somebody like that and your whole mindset or concept like what are we doing here? Yeah. Kind of starts to kick in like yeah. I'm not carrying cancer. Like, what are we doing here with advertising? And so I think all of those things kind of led me to a scary jump, yes. Yeah. But a jump that gave me the autonomy and leadership and like pushed me into a position where I was literally helping build yeah. the foundation of a company, of an entity that was set out to change the landscape of the entire industry. So it's almost like I left from being a player in an agency in a media company, as opposed to like being on the founding team of a tech innovation that was set to disrupt it. Right. And that charge like pushed me there. Vice versa, after the two years with Black Tag, where I am now, still a part of that, but less day-to-day -day operations. But that journey in itself also mm -hmm. was timing and coincidence of life. Like, Anyone who's in a startup will tell you two years in a startup is feels like 20 Yeah, <laughs> because of everything that you're involved in and the speed and the pace. So I feel like I learned so much, both from our learnings, our failures and our wins yeah. that pushed me into a space where, you know, life 
makes you have to go into a direction that's like, okay, how can I be going in more of a sustainable way Yeah, that leans into those resources of the startup for now while it's developing, but also can support me for the future of my identity within this space of impact mm-hmm. and consulting in a way that allows me to open doors for that. And that's kind of the journey I'm on now, which I also don't know where that's going to end. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is taking that risk. But I will say like the pivots came with time that was half strategic and then half intuition. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I've used it. Yeah. No. And it's interesting hearing you say that because for me, what it kind of brings up is that there's almost a balance that you have to have there. Like you realize when you've basically tapped this role out or you've tapped a company out or position out, but at the same time, it's important to not get to that point where you're exhausted, the opportunity is there and then start looking. You have to strike when the iron is hot. And I think that that's so critical where it's like, you know that I'm at the top right now or like I'm at the point where I'm getting the most visibility right now. That's the time to start looking because a lot of times people wait until you've fallen from the graces and then that's when you start looking or things aren't going well and then that's when you start looking. But Mm -hmm. that's not when you have as much cachet, right? Like when you're at the top, you have the notoriety, when you have the people that will vouch for you, those are the times when you have the most bargaining power with that. And then I think the things in those scenarios that make it a lot easier to be able to make that pivot and pivots are never easy. We talk about that all the time here, but being able to rely back on those skills that you've built up, right? So knowing that I have- And relationships, and relationships, exactly, exactly, 100%. So knowing that I have this skill set, I've built it up, I can rely on this to be able to succeed in the future roles. Or if all else fails, I know that I have this relationship that can help me at least do something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, the other aspect too is, had you not made that move from White and Kennedy to Black Tag, you may not have put yourself in this position right now where you're like, you know what? I could be an independent consultant. I have enough skills. I feel like I want to do something more entrepreneurial that's a little more independent. I'm sure that the past two years have really shown you, like you said, the wide array of things that are necessary to operate a startup and operate independently. And that makes it more possible and more feasible to do that. I mean, yeah, I don't even think I would have been in an entrepreneurial conversation if I hadn't left Widen because I literally wasn't, yeah. you know, yeah, I was in a corporation. So like, regardless, I wouldn't have even been able to go, for example, back to my alma mater, shout out to Carolina. Um, no <laughs> I wouldn't be able to go back to my alma mater for an entrepreneurship and residency stunt, yeah. you know, like that's just an example. And through that connected network with my own alum in a different way. So it's it's always a full circle moment of life, I feel like, yeah. that starts to happen. And we're all on this one road that's going to be like this, windy. Yep. Just know that like at least you're on the same road. Yeah. Sometimes it might be dark. Sometimes it might be light. Sometimes you might know what you're doing. Sometimes you might not know, but yeah. it's all the same path. Oh, I'm going to start taking that one. Because I always say that you know your career is an amalgamation of different jobs that you do, right? Like it's not a clear path. Mm -mm. Sometimes you have to figure it out. But when you look back, you're like, okay, this makes sense why it was done. But like you said, it's all one path. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no formula to it. Like it's your life. You have one career technically, but you have multiple jobs that you do within that career. 
Exactly. I want to talk to you about resources to understand a little bit more about some of the resources that you have used. Uh, we've mentioned a few of them. Yeah. But what would you say are some of the resources that have helped you as you've been making these pivots? I talk to a lot of students mm-hmm. and they're always asking kind of like, what resources? Like, what should I read? What should I look into? And I'm very unconventional. I didn't come from like knowing anything in this industry. Like okay. I'm not an entrepreneurship minor or major yep. or business. Mm-hmm. I majored in PR barely knew about advertising. You know, I don't have an MBA. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any traditional thing. Yeah. I'm not like sitting up on the weekends reading ad week. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, that's not me. Yeah. So I'm very much the resources I've leaned into one. Definitely. I will say LinkedIn okay. for connecting yep. alumni, connecting your network, who is who find whatever, especially now that I'm getting into this consulting deep in. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we're, we're deep, of course, of course. <laughs> deep in the LinkedIn pages, like who is here. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I honestly feel like the most resources that aren't like pen to paper have been people. And I say that to preface, like relationships and people have taught me so much because I firmly believe that businesses of people, it's the business of people, to be honest with you, right. especially as you start getting into the entrepreneurship mindset. Right. So when I started my career, I made sure even back in my internship days, I had a one-on-one conversation with every single person I interacted with. Mm-hmm. And I used that one-on-one conversation almost like my textbook. Yeah. I used real conversations, real relationships. People ask the dirty questions, get to the nitty gritty of like, what do I need to know about this? What do you seek from me? Yeah. What would you assume I need from you? Yeah. I learned how people work. I learned emotions in the workplace, how to navigate with them, how to fail at navigating with them. Mm -hmm. And then I think some of the courses I did take was I did take a writing course that Wyden did help pay for, which was great because with account management and a lot of client dialogue, I needed to do a lot of like strategic writing that I wasn't necessarily super great at. Like writing was not my best suit. Okay. So I did take a creative writing course that just helped me like double down into putting pieces together to get a narrative and like being more strategic with how I'm laying out approaches, which was really helpful. Yeah. So I did do a course online at NYU and they helped pay for that. So that was great. Other than that, it's really been like I've attended a couple leadership summits that like have come from just going to different conferences and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I really think that my biggest teacher in all of this has been the people above me. Okay. Finding a mentor leaning into that person, building a relationship of trust with them that like carries you through your career. Like to this day, I'm still close with my professor from college who she still asks me every few years to speak to her class. And I'll still hit her up like, what do you think of this? And so like, it's really much like finding those people who can help dispel the myths that exist in this industry because a lot of this shit is not textbook. Yeah, 100%. And so I really feel like life and people have been my biggest resource. I know it's cliche to say, but like I'm not a traditional, I took this Harvard course in business leadership. Yeah. It's like, no, I learned how to be a leader because people told me how bad of a leader I was being yeah. or vice versa. I learned from how people are good. Yeah, no, and that makes sense. You know, the network is so important, especially when the rubber hits the road, all the theory just goes out the window. So you can read as many case studies or you can kind of like do as many classes as you want to, but- Unless you really know how to approach that and attack it or like talk to people who have been through it, then it's not the same. Yeah. I want to talk to you about independent consulting, in particular, packaging yourself. So I know there's something you're in the process of doing right now. I wanted to talk to you about some of the nuts and bolts of like how you are able to 
start this. I know there's something that people have had more interest in. You talked about LinkedIn. I see it every day that people are starting their LLCs and they're starting to do more consulting and using the skills that they may have built up over the past few years, past decade, decades, and then going out on their own. But we talked about the mindset of how you are able to do this, but let's talk more about like some of the specific aspects. Like how do you set up LLC? Like how do you decide what your offering looks like? You know, how do you go about finding clients? What does that look like for you, Jasmine? Yeah. Well, the first thing is business of money is get your money right. Mm -hmm. So definitely figuring out if someone is paying you to even read something and giving you a couple hundred dollars, like you immediately can write that off mm -hmm. as a tax write-off. So like my first thing was to establish some type of independent sole proprietor individual LLC, mm -hmm. which literally to file it may cost you a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. I also filed it in the state of Maryland okay. because that's where I live and grow tax purposes yep. again. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I immediately just did that. It's super easy online. You can Google it, your individual person, because you're by yourself. I don't have a company, yeah. but that allows you to have an EIN number, which when you're a 1099 mm -hmm. contractor, it just allows you to write off certain expenses. Can you explain what an EIN is? It's like an employee identification number, right. but I am the employee of my right, LLC. So right. it's essentially like a way for the government to track what money is coming in. And for me to be able to report that money as an expense for a business. For example, my rent is a write-off yeah. because I'm at a home office or my train to that meeting or, you know, whatever yeah. is also part of a write-off. So like my pens and papers yeah. that I need to fulfill this office is a write-off. So like you begin to to save money on back taxes mm -hmm. from what you owe to the government if you have a 1099 LLC to attach it to. You can just use your social security number. Yeah to be a 1099 employee, but you will not to the government be seen as a business, right. which means you're just going to take and eat expenses that you can't write off yeah. that allow you to save money when you file taxes. So that was the first thing I did even before I didn't have a business, even before I was even thinking about being a consultant. I was like, let me get an EIN LLC because anytime someone tries to pay me money, I will give them this EIN number so I can report it yeah. on my 1099. So that was step one. Okay. Get your like business things in order a little bit. Right. I also opened a business account okay. with a bank, which is separate from personal. Just keep them separate. Yeah. Again, sometimes they say you have to have like $1,000 in there a month at a minimum just to make it seem active. Mm -hmm. There's ways to fluctuate with that. Yeah. <laughs> you leave the $1,000 in there. Once they check in, you're good. If you need to use it, it's okay. Yep. <laughs> just make sure it's back there by the end of the yeah. month. <laughs> okay. We all been there. Yep. Okay. Yep. Sure. Just opened my business account. Okay. So woo woo, we can tell people where to pay me. Perfect. And little things like budget sheets and QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. How do you keep track of invoices and things like that? Like just getting in that mindset of like, how do I remember and keep track of things of my payment? So that's like the business admin side of stuff. Okay. I think from there, take the time to really build out like a business plan. Yeah. With a business plan, also it starts with like, what's your 15, 30 second pitch? Mm -hmm who, what, where, when, and why. I am in the business of blank. And you should be able to say that in 15 seconds. Right. And if you can't, go back to the drawing board until you can. Mm -hmm. From there, it's really breaking down like, who are you serving? Who's the audience? What are the services you're providing? What are your end goals? Mm -hmm. I think when it comes to independent consulting, you have to look at who are your comparables? Like, 
who are you trying to be like? Right. And how are you positioning yourself as something different or valuable in the mar- marketplace? Yeah. And what is your network that you either want to get to fulfill that or you already have that can help support you yeah. in that? Yeah. And also I've been talking to people. So leaning into people, like I mentioned, who are already entrepreneurs themselves, mm-hmm. leaning into friends that are at companies that I may want to get a job from, mm-hmm. like a consulting job from. And they're just telling me like, I look for this from agencies or people. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, how do I position myself as that? I think what's happening right now is there's oversaturation of companies and agencies. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes hard to be like, who am I as an individual when you're up against a lot of corporations that are still going to hire people who are teams of a hundred, you know, yeah. the traditional agencies. So that's kind of the space I'm in now trying to figure out with also the war on DEI happening. Yeah. Everyone is trying to mainstream be against diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. when in reality that impact and purpose is the driver for a lot of culture. Yeah. So I'm a little bit trying to, at the moment, you know, be able to change the narrative. I always think it's in how you talk and how you say it. It's all about the story you paint. Yeah. And so I really think pay attention to the story you're painting and make sure it's your story yeah. because your story is the most unique and is going to give you the most credibility to like what you can offer. Yeah. No, this is uh, super helpful because I know that a lot of times people talk about independent consulting or people talk about trying to get contracts and things of that nature. But I like the way that you broke it down into the business administration part, business admin part, which people really rarely want to talk about because it's really not the fun stuff. And then talked about mm-hmm. like the actual packaging of yourself and then you know the business development aspect, which again, people don't really like to talk about as much. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. You know, oh, you're, yeah. you're a one woman show. It's not, it's not a simple thing to do at all whatsoever, but you know, it's good to know that there's a full spectrum of things going on there and figuring this stuff out. Like, are these things that came through conversations that you had with people? Was it like research that you did? Honestly, a lot was through my journey into entrepreneurship. Okay. I will say when I left Widen, I did not have a grasp as much as what it takes to develop and build something from the ground up in that magnitude. Right. I was blessed to be in connection with people who are now even business partners of mine right. that have, you know, helped me understand what is necessary. Also like building conversations because we were building Black Tag up, you know? So yeah. it all starts to kind of be the same formula. It's just a matter of like how you approach it. And I really think my experiences in the startup world and the connections and relationships I still have and am able to build upon and work with allowed me to go this. Because for example, like business partners, even through Black Tag, it's like they can hire me, you know what I mean? For their other jobs or opportunities. So it's like, it's still connected in a way. And you want to make sure you lean onto those partnerships that are valuable. Right. So it's all kind of like a web that has like worked together that has made me kind of be able to say these things or understand mm-hmm. and the importance of. And I will say, because I was an account manager at Widen and Kennedy, I did have a purview of like the full circle spectrum, right. all the way from contracts to legal to execution to delivery. So like I was kind of aware, especially when it comes to hiring people, mm-hmm. all the like checks and balances that are needed to do so. So now it's like, I just need to make sure I have those checks and balances so someone could hire me. Yeah. So like a contractor agreement, like what are the things I'm asking for? Like right. things like that, you don't free forget, but it's like important to have yeah, 100%. because that's what you are on paper. Yeah, 
<laughs> this is the point of the show where I usually ask people about <laughs> promoting anything or like what's next. But Jasmine, we've talked about it a little bit here or a lot here. So wanted to give you the opportunity to give your pitch. Hopefully this is a way of some new business development, but go ahead. I, I won't interrupt. You go ahead and tell the people your service offerings, tell the people like your who, what, where, when, and why, and I'll let you just have at it. Oh man, on the spot. Well, hello everyone. Jasmine here, independent marketing consultant with a passion focus on creating strategies, initiatives, and projects that drive impact and invoke change. So if you're a company, corporation, or brand looking to do some internal employee CSR work, or you're looking to do a consumer campaign that's authentic and relevant and drives impact, please hit me up, jasmineglenco.net. There we go. There we go. There we go. That's it. That's it. There we go. go. (laughs) Oh, perfect. You did pretty well. Right on the spot. You did a really good job. Okay. Thank you. Working on it. (laughs) Parting words of wisdom. Should have just ended there, but it's okay. Uh, Parting words of wisdom. You've given us so much already, but any kind of advice that you would give yourself pre-pivot or post-pivot, mm. um, advice you give yourself right now, what does that look like for you? I'd say right now the advice that I would give is stay confident. Okay. Have an ego about you. Okay. I think people don't talk about that a lot. And that's like the biggest thing is like have an ego about you because to be in this competitive landscape, you need to be able to like stand behind your value and worth and like ask for what it is that you want. Right. And that's kind of like the primary thing I would say there. So have an ego about you, stay confident and also like c'est la vie. Okay. Such is life. There you go. There you go. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I like it. A little French at the end. There we go. And there you have it, y'all. There you have it, Jasmine. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And thank you all for tuning in. Please remember to like and subscribe for more. Most importantly, pivot powerfully. Be well, everyone.